Major League Butt Kicking is back in town for episode number 43 of the Retro Rewind Podcast. Retro Rewind Podcast initialized. Mission identified. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. 1990. Co-hosts online. Auditory analysis online. All systems nominal. Obviously, we're not doing the British version. Welcome to the Retro Rewind Podcast, where we rewind back to movies and video games from 15 or more years ago so that we can let you know whether they're still worth revisiting today. You can find the show notes for this episode at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 43. There you can leave us a comment and you can find links to subscribe to the podcast in iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and more. My name is Francisco Ruiz. I'm a Hi, dad. Francisco. Hi, Paul. I'm a dad, designer, and I'm Donatello. And I predict sculptor. I predicted <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from 1990 would be a classic. And I'm joined, as always, by my good friend and co-host, Master Interrupter Paul Powers. Hi, Paul. Hey. How are you doing today? Cowabunga, dudes! <laughs> <laughs> Excellent, uh, Paul. I'm not sure you realize this, but Shredder's Foot Clan is actually a parody on a ninja clan called the Hand from Marvel Comics. No way! <laughs> now, being the comic book collector that you are, or at least were, yeah. do you know what comics the Hand and Ninja Clan was from? No. Wow. Disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. That wasn't like the scroll attack from the... Uh, Alien invasion. No. Was it I, Marvel Night Night? I have no idea. But let's go ahead since he spoke. Let's introduce we are joined tonight by not only one but two guest hosts. First off, we're joined by my brother, Kitos, the game correspondent Ruiz. Hey Kitos. Hi everyone. Hi well, Francisco. Hey, welcome to a non video game episode. What are you doing here? I know. I just <laughs> Kind of showed up, and you guys are like, whoa, we're starting the show already. Come on, get in. How serendipitous. <laughs> keep those. Going to keep things to sync so we can get to our next guest host. What turtle were you, and what did you predict Teenage, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles would be? I was Michelangelo. Nice. The lover, of course. Um, and uh, I predicted it would be a classic. Nice. And we I are, didn't predict anything. Well, what was your asked. prediction? Classic. Oh, okay, thank you. You're kind of welcome. <laughs> <laughs> and we are joined by Paul's brother, Josh the Riffer Powers. Welcome back, Josh. Thank you. Hello. Hello. And uh, again, keep things quick. Who was your Ninja Turtle? Or who is your Ninja Turtle? And what did you predict this movie would be? Uh, Daredevil. No, yes. wait. <laughs> That's, That's what the who... original Ninja Turtles were based on. Not yes. or... An homage to what happened. And Master Splinter was based on, was a parody of Master Stick, the ooze. Or Master Stick was like the, the mentor to Matt Murdock. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Who, which turtle were oh, you? Donatello. Donatello. <laughs> he was my favorite. So. Oh, okay. And what did you yeah. predict the movie would be? I predicted it to be a classic with fear of it slipping into nostalgic. Fair enough. Well, thank you all for being here tonight. We are four brothers, but not necessarily brothers to one another. Four brothers from a different mother. <laughs> there you go. 
Paul, will you please uh, enter our nav points for tonight? Boop, boop, you entered. And will you please tell us what you entered? I'm telling exactly what I... <laughs> um, where, the, where we can find those Wonka bars. Anyway, <laughs> uh, let's have a roundtable discussion on which pizza we like the best with which toppings and uh, maybe a little discussion about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie. Then we'll go into... What's been new with us lately, and maybe some feedback and announcements. Very good. Alice, uh, please find that target as quick as you can so we can start reviewing this movie. Wow, don't say quick. Target located. Spoilers incoming. Engaging retro rewind reactor. They're young. Yeah. They're cool. Excellent. They're amphibious. I never asked to look for a can opener. America's most radical superheroes are now a real live movie. A fellow chucker, eh? <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Rated PG. Lean, green, and on the screen, March 30th at theaters everywhere. All right. All right. So that right. trailer may have brought back some memories. It certainly did for me. Uh, but here is what, when we combined our memories, the synopsis that came out of, out of the mutagen of our memories. Uh-huh. <laughs> we remember April O'Neil reports on the theft crime wave of ninjas and street punks robbing New York City blind. People in pajamas pretending to be ninjas confront her to stop. But four brothers are trained in the art of ninjutsu to stop the PJ goons from hurting April. But one of these trench coat wearing ninjas loses his sigh. Having lost a sigh, Raphael is on a quest for independence that almost leads him to death. Fortunately, with the help of April O'Neil and Casey Jones, the other three brothers are able to recover and go after Shredder and the Foot. Working as a team, and with the help of Wayne Gretzky on steroids, they are able to defeat the foot, then Splinter throws Shredder off the side of a building, and Shredder gets a lot thinner. Yeah. To quote a Han Solo there. <laughs> Unfortunately, that wasn't all quite right. Close. It was close, yeah. As most memories can be close. Paul, why don't you tell us what technically, how this movie is technically made. All right, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles came out August 8th, 2014, rated PG-13, stars Megan Fox and Will Arnett, and is directed Paul, by Jonathan Liebsman. I think you watched the wrong movie again. Nice. You, you oh, jumped forward. Oh, we're going to the good one. Okay. Yeah, you jumped <laughs> forward this time as opposed to backwards, so oh, good, okay. but Yeah. The other one of the same title. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, okay. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was released <laughs> March 30th, 1990 in there the USA. It's rated PG and is 93 minutes long. It was directed by Steve Barron, and it stars um, some people you probably never heard of, except for maybe Ernie in a costume <laughs> and one of the Goonies doing the voices. And Sam Rockwell. Too. And Sam Rockwell, yeah. Yes. A very young Sam Rockwell. Yes. 
Very good. Well, thank you, Paul. Let's go ahead and get started on the things we liked about this film. Let's start with Josh. Yes. What's one thing you liked about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from 1990? Uh, one thing I liked, uh, I liked that there were like no huge big name actors in it. You know, it's like it's filmed very much like an independent movie. You know what I mean? So, Are you a fan of independent movies? I am. See, I that's do why. enjoy it. You say, hey, I enjoyed it because it's like an independent movie. But I can say, <laughs> you know what? I hate independent movies. Why would I enjoy that? Do you but think see, someone who doesn't like independent movies could still enjoy this? Uh, I think so. But as far as okay, what I personally... ahead of yourself. Okay. <laughs> as far as what I personally enjoyed, I was asked what I personally enjoy about it. I yes. like that it was filmed very much... It, you, you, had, you can feel that it was had an independent film. I mean, it's like a... That's a huge property at the time. It was a big blockbuster movie, but it was from New Line, which was an independent studio, and it became the highest grossing independent movie of all time. Well, how was this independent? It came. It it felt big. You know what? And I don't understand that either, Paul. When I read that that trivial that trivia fact as well, I was like, How does the Jim Henson Company get involved uh, in an independent movie? How does well, Corey that, Feldman just, get involved? Well, never mind. <laughs> that's a, you know, that they're big name actors like Corey Feldman can do the, like, I know that's what I said. He's never not mind. like front and center. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, Kitos, Kitos, why didn't you tell us something <laughs> you liked about this movie? Yeah. Um, I personally, uh, more, more deeper side of the movie. Um, I liked Splinter's talks. With all the turtles, oh, and even even yeah. that even that kid, I thought Splinter was actually my favorite character in the whole movie. Oh, really? Uh, I, I really liked how he, he he talked about things, and he was very, mm-hmm. you know, like he was he was so he there was so much contrast between the turtles and him. Yeah. Like he was so much older and wiser. I like that. Yeah. Oh, totally. And very, oh, go, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Save mine. <laughs> I was just gonna say, yeah, he is. He's very. It was interesting. You talked about the contrast between him and the turtles. I found an even bigger contrast between him and Shredder, both somewhat yeah. father figures, but the way they influence the their their children, so to speak, it, in such different ways. It was really compelling to me. Yeah, he I, was different. I agree. But what does it say about me that when he spoke, I kind of turned my brain off because? You know, he wasn't speaking as fast as the turtles, and it's like, uh, uh, well, that's how I, I was as a kid. But rewatching that, I, I totally was much more into that now. Oh, to- than yeah, I was then absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I need to grow up. <laughs> <laughs> so, did you like more of the action elements, Paul, or was something oh, definitely? Okay. I like the kung fu. It was amazing to me that they could. Uh, I liked the costumes. I will say I, I prefer the costumes in this movie far above any other uh, rendition that came afterwards. Agreed. And even the 3D ones, I thought this felt real, looked real, even though at times it does look puppety. Mm-hmm. But what was amazing going back to the action is how well that the uh, the um, performers inside the turtle costumes <sighs> could kick and, and yeah, and hit and things. I'm not talking about okay, stick them on a spinning wheel and spinning them around, but I'm talking about, like moves, like hits. And oh, kicks. totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even wide shots with like uh, Raphael on the when he's flying all the Foot Clan on the rooftop, you yeah. see that it's there's he's it's not like a close up, and then you see a close up of the of a kick 
of a leg. Yeah. It's like it full body, you know, nice wide shot. It did like, like the, the uh, costumes prohibited. It, yeah, so yeah. That, the training montage, like. Oh yeah, that's a- I mean, you, you, there's no close-ups on any of that. That's all like full body. Mm-hmm. Or there's a few close-ups, but yeah, you know, mostly full body. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I, I think yeah. they didn't feel the need to have close-ups to to pull away from that, which was nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. Uh, Josh, what was something else you liked? Uh, you know, I thought the story the story was uh was pretty ingenious. Like it's a it was it's so a, independent. <laughs> independent of everything else no it's like a it's like a really it's like decep- deceptively simple mm-hmm. like nothing's really extreme there's no like huge thing that's going on there's nothing that makes you say oh that's just ridiculous that the, that the police don't want to stop that's real that no it's that's the thing it's like there's a theory and that that really plays into april o'neill's like she she has a hunch on this and the police just aren't you know recognizing it but yeah yeah, I, but, I have uh, to agree. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, oh, Keith. Uh, I have to. I have to agree. I like that it. It wasn't this epic storyline where the entire world's you know at stake or anything. Yeah. Like that. It was very, very just like it was very simple and yeah. That's uh, surprisingly, it was they did it quite well. And it's it, it create like that kind of intimate kind of. There's no huge origin story. Well, I guess there's just all even that's like told in flashback. You mm-hmm. know, it's all very, very personal. And because of that, like, you see all these, like, great character motivations and stuff. You're like, when think, when something happens, it's not because, oh, that's just going to move the plot along. The plot loop moves along based on real, pure character moments, characters' mm-hmm. decisions. And, it, and that dramatic angle is really played up. Whereas, you know, in a, you know, the sequels or whatever, it's just like, oh, and then this happens, and then this happens, you know? <laughs> We're not talking about the sequels right now. Getting at what you were saying, though, about sort of these smaller moments and character-driven, I really found the how they set up sort of the interrelationships between uh, the different Turtle Brothers and between the Turtles and Shredder, and Shredder, Splinter, I found those really, really nice and felt very real because it was just really cool how, like, for instance, Donatello and Michelangelo had their moments together, and you could see that they were sort of like... They, when there was conflict, they would hang back, and and how the relationship between Splinter and and Raphael, how he just loved him even through all his anger, just those those types of things that yeah, when you're trying to like you said, Keith, those when you're trying to set something up as this epic thing, you don't really have time for those smaller moments. But yeah, that, the I and I didn't think about that. Thank you so much for bringing those up, guys. That's that's really. Yeah, a, a I new thought, insight. I thought it was well written where you you got to establish the like the four main turtles and basically all the characters had their own unique voice mm-hmm. and without going to like oh this guy's the party dude and this guy's the tech guy <laughs> and this guy's the leader you know what I mean they they actually showed them in their own I thought it was good writing for their character uh, personalities. Oh, totally. Yeah. Would you say that it was also impressive how they, Paul, how they're able to get the the emotions across, then their personalities across in the costume? You mentioned the kung fu yeah, parts. Yeah, yeah. Even though it was sometimes like the lips were a little bit off in mm-hmm. the puppeteering, but mm-hmm. some of those angles, and even like when some of the times where they were tearing up, it's like, oh no, like somebody turned the sprinkler on inside <laughs> the puppet. It actually looked like they were crying. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, let's go back to Kido. So what was something else you liked about TMNT? No, we didn't do that one. <laughs> um, I liked. Uh, well, this is kind of a this is kind of an inception at the same time. <laughs> okay, no worries. Uh, but I originally I remember really liking Shredder's armor, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. and, but I thought it. I don't know why. I thought it was purple, like the color purple. Yeah, well, I remember it's that like, in the, the cartoon. Like, clothy. Okay, maybe that's yeah. why. Yeah. And so when we got in here and it was red. I'm like, that's just a, that, 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 my memory just <laughs> was like, what? Yeah. How, did, how did that happen? That's yeah. fine. Uh, but I still, I still art- like his armor. Who was I the thought art director on this movie? So cool. huh? I don't recall. Yeah, they Steve did. Steve Barron? Is Steve he colorblind? <laughs> that was I the think di- you would have to ask. That was the director. I think Paul said the art director. Yeah, the art oh. director. Costume I, designer. Uh, I, I, I thought his armor was interesting because he's like armored on his hands and head, mm-hmm. but not his body. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. But it had like yeah, we, I was going to say, we have to wait for Super Shredder and uh, the yes. second one for all oh, spikes yeah. everywhere. Uh, Josh, let's go back to you with something else you liked. Sure. Uh, so kind of what uh, Paul was saying, but uh, how many emotions the movie explores? You know, we're talking about the crying, but like that's like every 15 minutes. And I think that's really impressive because right after that, there's like, some big action scene, you know? And then, like, after that, they're goofing around. And, like, it's constantly all these kind of things. There's, like, it transcends, like, a lot of genres that way. Mm-hmm. So, and, like, you know, you you don't have just Splinter and Raphael, you know, with tears. You, you have seen the campfire. You have Danny realizing, like, the betrayal. And he's, like, there are, like, all these really deep things going on. But then you also get all that action. And you get all that... uh you know, all that humor and everything. And I really like that they don't try to make it like, oh, you're going to get an action movie. This is all action or this is a comedy. You get all comedy. Yeah. And I think having those multiple elements makes it all the realer because you're not just going to have joke after joke in real life done. That's what makes it real. Oh, okay. Because there, even there are, there are moments we'll we'll get to later um, (laughs) that don't feel as real, you know. Sure, sure. Paul, what is something else you liked about this movie? Um, Okay, I know not everybody likes uh, synthesizer music, but I kind of do, and I really enjoyed the main theme of uh, when it first comes on that song. Yeah. I I enjoy it. It's on my iP. It's I, on my phone. It's on my playlist. I agree, Paul. It is is very fun. It was, and it felt reminiscent of the cartoon theme, but it's still its own thing. Well, it and, definitely has that '80s feel to it too. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, there's other parts of music that I didn't care too much. We could stay for later, but I enjoyed the main theme. Very cool. All right, uh, let's go back to moi. Uh, I really liked how they sort of. Sort of touching on that, they had uh, several homages to the cartoon. For instance, April wearing that yellow trench coat at the beginning. Yeah. Yes. And uh, oh, when Rocksteady and Bebop came out, and oh wait, (laughs) (laughs) the turtle van shows up. Yeah, exactly. The turtle van, um, which I'll be talking about a little bit more later. Yeah. (laughs) 
no, that's one of my likes. The fact that they oh. had a Volkswagen bug mm-hmm. or uh-huh. not bug, a van, van yeah. for yeah. that they drove to set up that to become the turtle van later in sequels if they wanted yeah. to. Yeah. So I, I really liked those touches. And but again, they made it its own thing. It wasn't like they're trying to copy the cartoon, like well, maybe yeah, that's I felt they like they up. were oh. they were not. It was a great nod to the the fans of the cartoon. I would say it's a nod, but I wouldn't say it's great. All right, <laughs> <laughs> we're I think we're trying to get a little ahead of ourselves, so let's go ahead and wrap things up with our classic makers. But I have more. You have more. Okay. Uh, yeah. We, we, yeah, I have one, one more. Let's one more minor thing each, then our classic makers. Let's go down the row. Let's start with Paul. Go for it. Okay. What I liked, uh, things that I liked is that the human, especially the human actors, kept it real and sort of helped ground this whole thing in the real world. That's a good point, yeah. Rather than, yeah, they could have been like, goofy about it all. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the some of the turtles were goofy and a mm-hmm. little bit of Casey Jones. But most of the actors, like especially the secondary actors, kept it real, and I think that helped it. No, totally. Um, I also enjoyed the humor. Especially from Mikey and Casey Jones, a little bit of April in rap in there. I really enjoyed the overall humor. I would agree. That's two things. But since Keith apparently doesn't have another one, you got to take his. Yeah. (laughs) Josh. (laughs) Yes. What's what's one more thing before your most loved thing? Uh, why don't we just move? I mean, does somebody else want to go? I'll go ahead and go then, guys. Okay. (laughs) Uh, one more thing that I really enjoyed was the final fight. Sort of like the the sort of one of the opening fight or one of the the fight in the antique shop where they get being down and they're and the turtles have to retreat. I love the contrast between that and then the final fight where they they're working as four brothers and they're having so much fun and they're just totally taking out the foot and then when they get to shredder he's he feels like such the final boss because it's so hard <laughs> they can't really they can't really get at him and i i felt i really felt that lent a lot of gravity to him as like the head guy because up until then he he sort of tatsu is the main guy fighting in terms of the foot as sort yeah. of a leader guy it's like why why doesn't tatsu just lead everyone but that's that's really cool to see shredder taking on the turtles like that yeah you only really? see actually one the uh one of the turtles gets a hit on shredder and that's mm-hmm. leo mm-hmm. and but everybody else cannot touch him yeah oh do you know why it's because they all attack separately <laughs> <laughs> yeah well they're trying to be honorable yeah no, well i think it, like <laughs> i thought about that and it was like well they they took all the uh the the foot clan the you know one by one it. <laughs> they took and they they just got really prideful and they're like one of us can take on, and then he just beats them all down. And then... no, they rake rock, paper, scissors, or whatever the, for it. No, 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 no. It was ridiculous. Okay, okay, we're gonna have ourselves. Right. Let's 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 go. I, I feel like we're wanting to get to the things we didn't like about this movie. No, I just disagree. With you, okay, fine. <laughs> so let's start. Let's go down the line for the things we love most. I'll start. The thing I love most about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was that this this. And this sort of goes to how it homages the cartoon. I love how this movie did not feel like it had to do all the setup that happened in the cartoon. It seemed like it 
to me, it assumed that if you're coming to this movie, you're a fan of the cartoon or a fan of the comic books, you know, a, a, you know, you have a good base for who the turtles are, who Splinter is, who Shredder is, who the Foot Clan are. It only it's Paul and uh, Josh mentioned this. It only has little bl- sort of segments for backstory, and it makes them really quick, and it just. The whole sort of pacing for this movie is just so good. I mean, right after watching it, like Chrissy was away, she came home. I'm like, hey, let's watch this again because I felt like you can just like sit and breeze through it. And it's just such so well paced. And I'm never like, it never drags for me. I, I just love that when movies can accomplish that. So, yeah, that's the thing I love most about the movie. Key those. The pacing? Like, well, it, yeah, it's kind of, it, it's kind of, kind of two things there. I felt because they didn't have to weigh us down with lots of backstory and exposition about who the turtles are, who April is, then because they don't indulge in that, they're able to pace it at a very good clip. I think my favorite movies have that same thing in common. It makes it like it flies by so fast because you have so much fun. So what's your favorite thing about this movie, Josh? Uh, If I had to pick a favorite thing in a word, I would say the tone. That's See, I mine. Think, Go for it. <laughs> it's what separates it from all other movie incarnations. I thought you were about uh, to say all other movies. I'm like, mm, I don't know about all that. All other incarnations of the Ninja Turtles that gotcha. are movies. Gotcha. It's exactly as if they were making a movie based on the original, you know, the original comics that, you know, weren't aimed at kids. Uh-huh. But they... But they made it, you know, enough to make it so that the those who enjoyed the cartoon would really you know, pick up on, you know, the pizza loving Cowabunga mm-hmm, guys. Mm-hmm. And they really, you know, that tone is about creating that really believable, very real world. And it gives all the threats and conflict, you know, from like pickpocketing to just like, you know, street fights and stuff. They all have a real weight to them. And because of that, like, you know, because it's such a real world thing, it, I think it just elevates that kind of, uh, that kind of, Con- that that dramatic need there for something to be done and then mm-hmm. that shows the turtles fighting it makes them even more heroic because they're in this real world with this real violence and they come in and save the day you know they kick shell totally yeah and and it, it all all while keeping this like dark tone that if this movie came out after any incarnation it would be considered a gritty reboot you know but this oh, is the good first point. one yeah so right. it was like they all they all need to come back to this tone. <laughs> so, Paul, you, you agree with the tone? I disagree. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I look at my favorite thing is the tone in another way. Oh, um, yeah. My, my, the whole feeling after watching this movie is like, wow, that was, it's a fun atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Even though it does get dark and it does, it goes through all these emotions and ups and downs and, and everything. It just, it, but it is still a feel good movie mm-hmm. and a fun movie that's yeah. what i enjoy the most mm-hmm. about this yeah that, that segues into definitely what i i loved most about the the movie go for it get this uh, is the while watching the movie i was like i started out like wanting to critique it and you know really mm-hmm. think about it you know compared to how i was as a kid but 
the more and more I got into it, the more and more I felt like that kid again watching it. Oh, I, it yeah. just really, yeah. really made me feel like a kid again. Totally. And I, I tried to, you know, just be the like, you know, keep this, uh, you know, this, uh, this, this posture, this oh, sure, sure. posture while, while watching it. But I couldn't. I just, I loved it. And <laughs> That's so awesome. My, my best example of that was. Uh, when when they first start fighting the Foot Clan and they uh, the Foot Clan you know converges on April's apartment mm-hmm. and Michelangelo uh, he has the nun the nunchucks uh-huh. and the other guy has the nunchucks and he's like oh a fellow nunchucker and then yeah. they have like like nunchuck off I just started laughing <laughs> so hard I, it just it just really brought back that just funny kid in me that's awesome keep practicing i didn't want to uh (laughs) before we get to the things that we weren't so sure about liking this movie uh, we got some feedback as we normally do from people on facebook uh, about whether how they what their memories or what their thoughts of teenage mutant ninja turtles was um paul i believe you have us at least one facebook mention It's uh, oh, it's from Shannon and Farrell, and she says, "I love those original Ninja Turtle movies." Nice, yeah. Th- thank you, Shannon, for that feedback. Uh, what I got was, let's see. Uh, so, longtime listener Ryan Jackson posted to Twitter, uh, "Spinning nunchucks like a basketball." Not really <laughs> quite sure what that means, but uh, thanks, fellow <laughs> Chucker. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but where does the basketball come from? No, oh, he's spinning it, it, on his spinning it yeah, like a basketball. Spinning it, yeah, on his finger. In the uh, apparently, you guys all caught on to that. I was totally lame and did not. Uh, Ryan though came back on Facebook and uh, said, uh, "Funny story. First time I saw this film, I had the chicken pox. Oh. Nothing better to do but watch movies and scratch." Yeah, uh. pretty much. <laughs> uh, then Michael Kelso from uh, the Two Dudes in a Nest podcast says, oh, yeah, can't wait for the show. And I hope you are enjoying it so far, Michael. Uh, then regular listener Tim Ibach said, he had no doubts this movie is a classic. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, to cap things off, regular listener Vinny Gianfredi III said, a classic for sure, a children's quote-unquote movie that has treat that was treated like a real movie. It's far more dark, gritty, violent, and serious than anything they would make for kids today. Still has some light parts and its comedic moments as well, as well though. Also, it's always weird to see a really young Sam Rockwell pushing cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much for your feedback. Uh, and similar to what Vinny is saying, uh, cigarettes, you know, they are bad for you. So likewise, let's talk about the bad things. About Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I keep, that's such a long name. Teenage Mutant oh, Ninja Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to call the Wambulance on this movie for on you. this thing. Did you guys notice when they were doing the, the field reporting with April, yeah. how they, w- they had a two-camera setup that, they, that you don't see in actual field news reporting? <laughs> like, they have a camera for April and a camera for Chief Stern or whoever. Yeah. And news does not news in the field does not work like that. They have one camera, usually have the, the news person and the main person <laughs> in one shot. So that was a little like, uh, okay. <laughs> Honestly, I didn't notice. Yeah, I didn't uh, the, notice that. The, the only thing that... 
that I could think of like that for me, and that's because I, I this was pointed out to me online, is that, uh, who is it? It's uh, Donatello skating to Michelangelo waiting for a pizza. Yeah. And, and he does a spin, and you can see the hand of the guy skating. Like, oh, you like, can? So, he, so oh, you can just I've see his legs. Oh. But now... Now I see it every time. Oh. <laughs> uh, ruins it. Yeah, totally. What yeah. are you going to do or is that? It like the the stormtrooper who hits his head. Yeah, and so, yeah, totally. <laughs> All right, Paul, uh, what was something you didn't like about the movie? Um, I mentioned I liked the music, but there were some parts of the movie I didn't like the music. I love the scene where you know, uh, Kitos mentioned where the Foot Clan comes in to april's apartment and rafa's down but mm-hmm. if you notice the music behind it it's almost like you're at a circus because it's so high comical mm-hmm. it just drove it pulled me out of the movie and drove me a little nuts i there. i did like it more after i think the next wave of foot clan come in and it's more of the driving oh this is getting intense yeah, type music yeah yeah as, fire mm-hmm. and, yeah yeah but there are parts of the music i didn't like yeah go for it yeah, for me, I didn't like any of the music. Oh, really? Not, oh, not okay. even that well, intro go. music. Uh, okay. Not even I mean, the end credit song? No. I mean, I just... <laughs> it, like, every every time music came on, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> this is a great movie, but why are they ruining it with this music? <laughs> Do you know what kind of music you would have preferred there? Um... Probably not, orchestral, right? <laughs> not synthesizer. Yes, pro- probably some kind of orchestral or uh, just not hip hop. <laughs> I didn't. The hip hop during the fight scenes was just it didn't it didn't flow at all. All I could all I could hear was the hip hop and not the fight. Oh, what about when the the kids were in their warehouse and there was hip hop music playing there? I thought, I thought that was that, appropriate. Yeah, that was appropriate for okay. the ambiance of it. Which is actually, I think that's a testament, uh, because that's MC Hammer, whose music has not necessarily aged well, but it fits well <laughs> in this movie. That's because this movie's aged. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what hasn't aged so well, Josh? Um, so the costumes, I was touched on a little bit before. Now they are definitely amazing for their time, I think, and probably the budget that they were given. That's but amazing it's still... now. If anyone were to go to Comic-Con or any kind of walk down yeah, the street that's a good with okay. that costume, they would have the best costume. Yeah, but you, okay, this is, okay, I'm not... <laughs> those costumes for a big budget movie or small budget movie or for a movie of this widespread uh, I, I, I thought don't it was think the technology was. <laughs> I, that's why I said as as well as well seen as it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they got Jim Henson and everyone, but I still think it was flawed to the point where I was catching myself, you know, saying like, yeah. "Oh yeah, there's where the the helmet ends and the the neck." I can actually see inside. You know, I'm a, I'm looking for like flaws in their huh. uh, in their costumes, and and that goes with the you know their mouth movements as well, where they're yeah. just kind of like. Oh, just kind of not there. So it's just as it's far as something like the I Muppets, like, where you have to turn your brain off and just uh, sure. pretend but see, it's the real world. I think sometimes I just like I I didn't. I was like fully there, you know. And other times I was just like, "Ooh, that's that's a scene. That's definitely a scene." That's so interesting. <laughs> the only the only time for me, um, like I I did not pick up on any like seams or anything like that. There are only I want to say a 
couple instances where I was like, oh yeah, that doesn't, I, I got sort of drawn out of the movie. And, oh, and this, <laughs> this may be probably, I should, uh, full disclosure, I watched a high definition copy on a, on a projector. So that I only may have saw something to do with it. a standard definition <laughs> version. So yeah, that may be, but um, there are two parts where I could tell that they were not real eyes, if that makes sense. Like the eyes did not feel like they had life in them. They either weren't quite looking in the right direction or they just weren't, there's no movement when there should have been movement. I'm not just probably describing it very well, but there were scenes where the eyes looked really real. Most of the time, most of the time. Yes. I totally, totally agree with that. It's just those isolated instances that be probably because it was so rare. It definitely like sort of like, Whoa, wait, what's going on out of the movie? It does. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I'm 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 glad just for my own movie enjoyment that I'm not seeing all the seams that Josh is picking up on. Um, yeah. But uh, be aware if you're going to see a high defin a high definition version, right. you may pick up on it more. 4K. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Let's go with uh, Paul. What was some? What's something you wish you wouldn't have picked up on? Um, there was no Baxter Stockman or neutrinos. <laughs> I thought it would have been. You know that would have sure, certainly probably taken the tone a little. I don't know, maybe maybe not necessarily with the mousers and you know, but uh, some of the main characters from the cartoon they didn't utilize. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of disappointing coming from a fan of the cartoon. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Kitos, what's something else you don't like? Uh, Donatello never uses his sword. Yeah, because Donatello doesn't Bo have staff? a sword. I mean, sorry, not <laughs> <laughs> um, the one with the sword. Fan points deducted. Um, <laughs> um, Leonardo does. Yeah, Leonardo he swipes at him and they duck, and they swipe at him and they duck, and he swipes at him and he, Ooh, and he doesn't swipe. Yeah, at him. he doesn't. You know, I was I was thinking him. about that. It's like he has like the most deadly weapons. Yeah, there. he right. just swing him around. But then <laughs> yeah. I was like, but he he has these weapons, and, and I thought, oh, you know, maybe he's just using the broadside as a you know, it's not the the best way to use a weapon. But if he doesn't want to cut someone's leg off, I mean, he's using them right. <laughs> it slices. It dices. It cuts carrots in <laughs> Jones' kitchen. <laughs> I think. I yeah. I I noticed that too. I tend to think he. He's probably, for whatever reason, just decided to use it mainly for defense. Yes. So, but, but what's Raphael using his size for? Yeah. Nobody gets stabbed. Yeah. <laughs> he actually, I think he thinks it's a pizza cutter. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Kidos, were you bothered that Leonardo didn't use his swords, or Donatello didn't use his bow staff? I, I missed that. No, uh, Leonardo didn't use his sword. Got it. Okay, cool. For, Donatello, but his arms were chopped off. <laughs> For for me, um, I just have one more thing before no. my my most hated thing, and that's I'm very curious if you picked uh, Josh picking up on the seams. I'm curious if you picked up on this, Josh. But any of you, if you picked up on this, awesome, kudos to you. Remember the scene where they're out by the fire, they're about to uh, see Splinter as they meditate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As they're talking with one another, you can tell. I mean, I was wearing headphones. So maybe that helped. You could, it sounded like they were talking inside, even though the voice, the sound was supposedly outside. So that sort of threw me. I'm like, that's because I was hearing echoes off walls, essentially. Oh, I didn't. That must be an audio file. No, the only, only sound issue I could pick up on was uh, Tetsu being dubbed. 
like by oh, a different really? guy. I did yeah. not know that. Like, oh. like that was like I never picked up on it, but you know, oh, this time today. it was like, oh, that's not his real voice. Yeah, yeah. Both Tatsu <laughs> yeah. and Shredder were dubbed. Oh, really? Yeah, Man, yeah. you guys are spoiling yeah. the yeah. Henson magic for me. That's okay. Um, <laughs> Man, uh, my suspension of disbelief was just very high for this. Video. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. Uh, Play, <laughs> Josh. <laughs> Hit us with one more thing yes. you didn't like before we get to our tragic makers. Sure. Uh, you know, the Foot Clan, you know, the teenagers, their comeuppance. Uh, I'm not like, I mm. think there's supposed to be some sort of change there. And I'm guessing there's supposed to be like disillusionment they got mm-hmm. when uh, when Casey Jones is like, is that what you call family? And they're like, Tinker oh, yeah, you're right. And we're all we're, we're all changing our ways now. That did seem but a little I, weak, yeah. But I then I was I kind of overthought it a bit, oh. and I was like, you know, m- this happens right when Splinter is getting taken out, and they're seeing this, and I'm like, you know, they're just watching this giant, you know, rat, obviously, but this creature who is like on the verge of death and tortured, and they're like, is this what we're fighting for? Somebody who tortures animals like yeah. this, you know? And I was like, that's a, I, I like that interpretation, but I did have to kind of make some leaps to get mm, there. That's a good point. So, yeah, and um, I, yeah. I actually, I made a uh, leap as well during that scene. Uh, one of the leaps I made was that as, um, like, one of the things they, they showed was the difference between, of course, Splinter and Shredder, and how even though Shredder talks big, I mean, he doesn't really care for his quote-unquote family. Yeah. He, he right. doesn't really care. So, it, to me, the leap I made is that they were just, it, it, you know, all that was hitting them, that mm. oh, maybe he doesn't really care. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. never really spelled out, but, mm. you know, it, it's that that's I, something I didn't like. I wish it, that could have been spelled out a little bit. I better. liked how they all got away at the end and they were going to get arrested and he said, well, just go check the warehouse. You'll find all your answers there. And he's like, okay. <laughs> I don't you think that's what? so much their fault as the cops' fault. I, I do have one more thing before we get to most hated. Oh, I have like five things. Okay. <laughs> Keep those, give us yours, and then yeah. Paul, give us two of yours. No, yeah. I'm going to go on a full rant here. Oh, okay, then make it quick, but keep those. Okay. So you guys were talking earlier about the the fight scenes and and how well it was done in the costumes and whatnot. I thought, yeah, the costume part that was good. I agree with you guys on, but the fight scenes themselves, I thought were so terrible. Oh, <laughs> they were the worst fight scenes I've ever seen. They weren't that bad. They, the, there was only one I thought was pretty good, and that was uh, when Raphael was going up against all of them at once. Yeah, yeah, but yeah that was with, a good one. But almost all the fight scenes, including the Shredder fight and everything, just I really didn't like it. I thought it was it was very slow, very. Um, not well done. It didn't feel when they hit someone. It didn't feel like it was doing anything to them. Hmm. Okay, just, so when Casey Jones confronts Raphael at the beginning, and they in he takes time pulling weapons out of his back, and he gets the cricket out bat out, and he whaps uh, Raphael, and Raphael flies through the air like a cartoon character. Um, <laughs> Yeah, never mind. I understand. (laughs) (laughs) Well played, Paul. All right, Paul, hit us with your list. Okay, April O'Neil's curly hair. Come on. She never (laughs) had curly hair cartoons or comics, although she was a good actress, probably the best actress that played April O'Neil. Yes. But I do like the, the one, the actress that 
played it in the second movie. She looked, looked more, more like the like cartoon, but right. I didn't think she did as well. Good job. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Continue. Okay. Uh, why was April's supervisor, her boss, always coming by her place at the apartment <laughs> talking about work? You talk about work at work. He was never there. It's like, hey, how are you? Like, I'm here for a friendly chat. It was always about work at her apartment. That's uh, just weird. Well, that's okay? April not having boundary issues then. She should I set up know. boundaries. Uh, There's a whole other, other subplot with that. I guess. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> keep, keep going. Keep going. T-U-R-T-L-E Power Song says that Raph is... The leader, and he's obviously not what? any turtle fan. Knows I that. I did not know that. Oh, dude, don't say that. You're you're outing yourself as no, not a true fan. I didn't know that the song said that. I, I knew that. What I'm saying. Oh my gosh! <laughs> All right. And Josh just told me that he found out that uh, Germany has commentary for this movie. The uh, yeah the the DVD. There's a DVD, special edition DVD that includes like an alternate ending, and uh, and like. Uh, yeah, and commentary by the director. Oh, and we don't have that. Yeah, and the U.S. didn't get it for whatever reason. So now I have to go out and get it. Yeah. Okay, was that your list, Paul? Yeah. Okay. I like that lightning round from Paul right there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Josh, were, were you ready for your most yeah, hated yeah. thing? Hit it. So hit Paul, Paul kind of touched on it already, but I'll, just in a broader perspective, I'll say the goofy moments and like specifically the music in some of the fight scenes uh-huh. but like oh, the water like, coming out his mouth no no the uh the music where it was just kind of like you said like circus music kind of yeah, stuff yeah. yeah and i felt like the filmmakers thought the violence was probably a little too real and they were like okay how can we you know just like show that this isn't really that bad and so they they put in this like happier kind of goofier music Wheel and of fortune dude <laughs> <laughs> and uh the, the re oh and re-watching this it really showed like you know michelangelo's the party dude but donatello isn't really the uh the the science machines whiz. yeah he, he's you never see that what he is is he it's him and michelangelo they're kind of the abbott and costello of the movie mm. they're like just both of them are just kind of there to make a, a a funny quip when things get a little serious, you know. And I was You're like, claustrophobic. you know, claustrophobic. <laughs> <laughs> I never even looked at another dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you know, there's there's this like parts that were just like there were a lot of goofy moments that I think hurt the series in general. And so like when it gets a little too goofy, that's that's the part that brings it down the most. I'm not saying, and and I think that actually speaks to the testament of the movie itself, because if this is the worst thing about it, you know, I think it's pretty good, but we'll get to that later. All right. And, uh, I, I have a, a worse thing. I hope you guys don't have, go, uh, go for it. <laughs> it's that movie Uh-oh. made so many references to things that are so dated. <laughs> oh, <laughs> That's pretty old. Guys, no, no, the pop no. culture, the art no, of pop the nin- the art of ninja, not ninjutsu, which it should have been. Anyway, this sorry, hit me this. too. Yeah, I, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, no, there was every every five, no, not even five minutes. Every two minutes, there was another pop reference called uh, pop culture reference. I didn't even and, notice. Me neither. I mean, I up. I don't think it was that often. What I picked up, like, if you watch Ninja Turtles three, that is every five minutes well, or every two okay. minutes. Let's let but this one. Let's let Kido yeah. finish. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, if you weren't alive in the eighties, you'd have no idea what 
any of them were talking about. I thought most everyone loved Vanna. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was just there was a lot of them. It was really heavy in the first half. They toned it down a bit in the second half, mm. but there were still a lot throughout I, the entire movie. I wonder if just being so familiar with that era, they just sort of like washed over me and i i just took them as well, like yeah of course that maybe well, I, I mean myself. i remember them yeah, yeah okay like can you give examples because i don't know of any Besides, yeah okay so that vanna was one of them but uh, she, the wheel the of fortune's still um, on so is vanna <laughs> <laughs> but she was more relevant then yeah who watches <laughs> tv She's anymore paul <laughs> oh yeah it's, it's all streaming sorry i i can't i i forget some of the exact examples but that is that is one of them even though yes it's it it it's it's still on. It was way more popular and relevant back then, and a lot of these things were the same way. A lot of these uh, comments that they said. So that's fair. Yes. Yeah. yeah. All right. That, that was the worst part for me. Cool. Uh, I'll I'll say mine, and we'll cap it off with Paul. Uh, for me, and I know it seems really minor, and Paul say. kind of touched on it <laughs> earlier. And things he liked, but I really, I really wish that the turtle van had become the turtle van. <laughs> the no was setting it up for but, a sequel. Oh, it never went anywhere with that. Well, though. that's the this problem is with the, the sequel, exact, not okay. this movie. <laughs> but this is the exact conversation my wife and I had when we watched it. I was like, "This is the turtle van." She was like, "But where? No, that's not the turtle yeah, van." Yeah, <laughs> and 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 sort of tangential or related to that is that Donnie is or Donatello is never really set up as this. He does a little of mechanical maintenance with Casey, but he's not really doing that. it. He's just sort of driving. I wish he had come up with something inventive just to well, have that flavor that they were of the each other names, you know, I guess. And he was sort of the more intellectual by like using yeah. more, but that's, I, I don't know. I just wanted to see more of the sort of inventor side of him, I suppose. So maybe it's not so much the trail van. It's just because I like Donatello so much. I want to see more of that character. Anyway, <laughs> Paul, uh, I just have to echo my brother. Too many silly moments. It really pulls this well, otherwise serious. And I'm not talking about the humor. I'm talking the silly, like my brother mentioned. It really like your pulls, brother's silly? Yeah, <laughs> like my brother stated before. That's all I'm oh, going to say. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he just wanted to say I was silly. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. I see all right, guys. Well, then, with that, we've entered all our trajectories into our computer. Alice, do you have a firing solution for us? Firing solution complete. Rating salvo at the ready. On your mark. Do we rate Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles a classic? We'd recommend it to everyone, regardless whether you've seen it before or not. Nostalgic? We'd only recommend it to people who have seen it as kids. Or tragic. We would not recommend this to anyone. If you've seen it before, leave it in your memories. It better serve that way. Let's go around and say what we think. Let's start with Kitos. Yeah, so as I said earlier, my prediction for this movie was classic. And after watching it and you know talking with you guys and everything, I definitely have decided it's nostalgic. Aww. <laughs> yeah, my, my reason being... It's it's very it's a very great movie 
it, I loved so many parts of it. But the truth of the matter is, if you didn't grow up with it, mm-hmm. there's you shouldn't, you wouldn't, <laughs> you wouldn't understand, and it wouldn't be a movie for you. I, you know, I can see that. Oh. All right, let's go with Josh next. Thank you, Keith. Uh, I would have to say classic, but it is borderline nostalgic. So let me explain. So <laughs> it is very hard for me to remove my nostalgia goggles from this. That was the hardest part for me watching this whole movie is trying <laughs> yeah. to put that thinking it was so nostalgic. It was like, okay, how would a person viewing this for the first time react? I can't do it. It's nostalgic. It just yeah. brings me back. But then I was thinking, like, you know, uh, if you weren't familiar with who the Ninja Turtles were, this is the best incarnation, like, that has been made that represents, I think, as a solid quality movie. Mm-hmm. Like, you're like, what are the Ninja Turtles? I don't know anything about if I had to start them anywhere, um, I, you know, without like, oh, you know, watch the entire cartoon series or whatever. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> you don't want to do that. You're like, well, what is just it? You know, it's like, couple. you know what? Watch the first movie and make your decision based on that. Because even if you're not a fan of Ninja Turtles per se, you know, uh, I think you'll have a solid experience because it is a solid movie for what it is. Flawed, maybe. Uh, they may think it's flawed, but. That's why I say classic because it's still, it still, it holds up, but it's 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 almost nostalgic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Paul. Yeah, like I said, this it's definitely in the it's nostalgic. If you enjoyed this before, definitely go back. The hardest part for me was trying to figure out: okay, is it a classic though? Will new people who've never seen this enjoy this? Mm-hmm. And by the end of the, I was struggling the whole movie. It was only till the end, after Splinter made that silly comment. <laughs> but yeah. at the end, I felt like you know what the fun smile on my face that I, I think <laughs> overshadows most of the silliness. So I would say it's a classic. All right. <clears throat> so so far we have Kidos with nostalgic. Josh and Paul with classic. So what's it going to be now? Hmm. It's definitely. <laughs> well, I could say tragic and completely throw everything. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Don't see this movie. Where are you? Yeah, it's nothing like the comic book. It's color. <laughs> they have different colored uh, bandanas. Jeez. Yeah. And there's no <laughs> mutant hero turtles anywhere. <laughs> So I, you know what, Kidos, you brought up a really good point about the nostalgia, uh, the the sort of callbacks to the '80s and how there are a lot of references, like, and there's like no cell phones anywhere, and the the two towers is up, and there <laughs> there is a lot that's like dates it significantly. It's vintage. <laughs> well, it's a time period piece. But I'm gonna say that. The qualities of it that appealed to me the most were like the relational elements between the turtles, and I enjoyed the fight scenes. Even I, I realize you didn't, but I enjoyed the fight scenes between the turtles. I thought maybe they certainly aren't the quality of like the Matrix or Man of Tai Chi or things like that. Mm-hmm. But I think 
I think they still hold up regardless, especially when you're talking about non-CG uh, people in costumes fighting. Those were the days. Yeah. yeah. So all, all that, and I had the exact same thing Paul had. I had this smile on my face after. <laughs> I was so glad to have watched this again. And, cu- and, and, and sort of, okay, and this really caps it for me. Uh, the day, the day leading up to this movie, I'm thinking like I'm trying to remember for my memory, the memory synopsis, what my memories are, and I'm actually like replaying, starting to replay the whole movie in my head, and I'm smiling at my memories, and I'm starting to think, oh crap, I'm setting this movie up to be way too much of like a nostalgia, like I'm gonna want to love it so much that I can't, it can't live up to my memories expectations of it. But boy, did it. It totally lived up to my expectations, exceeded them. So definitely a classic for me. And with that, the Retro Rewind Podcast rates Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the 1990s version, a disputed classic movie. I'm glad we have Kethos in there to dispute it. Totally, yeah. yeah and, because those parts are so silly. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and... I'm sure. Sh- yeah, I'm sure there are other people that will not agree with our show ratings, and yeah. so that's why it was awesome having a panel for yeah. each of us representing. Actually, three of us representing one turtle, and one of us representing another. <laughs> four people representing four turtles: a shredder, a rat, okay. All right, a April, a, a deranged hockey guy, <laughs> a Jose Canseco bat, exactly. <laughs> Oh, there's one right there. Uh, yeah, Jose Canseco. Yeah, I barely got that. I'm like, who's Jose Canseco again? Oh, come on, you know uh, the druggie. <laughs> what? I thought he was a baseball player. Yes, he is. I think he's talking about steroids. Yes. <laughs> oh. You know what? Let's get to YouTube. Alice. <laughs> yeah, uh, what's new on our tubes, Paul? I'm going to go with an oldie here. Okay. okay. An oldie. Um, I, again, for like the fourth time, just switched my web browser from Firefox to Netscape. Chrome. Netscape. <laughs> <laughs> um, to Chrome. And because it, it it's a little bit lighter, it boots up faster. But I've been using Firefox for years now because of the, you know, the add-ons that Chrome doesn't have. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're currently using Hangouts now, and Chrome is really built nicely, or Hangouts is really built nicely into Google. Or totally, into Chrome. Chrome yeah. But not as nicely into Firefox, and mm-hmm. there's a couple other things. So I've, again, switched back to Chrome as my main default browser. Mm. So uh, just curious out there, could we do a hashtag for people? Like, what browser do they recommend if whatever you use netscape or chrome <laughs> but uh at retro rewind is then, it what yeah is it's it, at retro rewind cast yeah that's is our twitter handle so and just hashtag what web browser you prefer or what you would recommend it like should i switch to another one very cool yeah please let paul know yeah. and all of us know now well, let's go with josh what's new on your tube uh, so I found this YouTube channel called Sneaky Zebra, which I had never heard of before. Uh, they, but they, uh, I found them 
from a they were doing Comic Con, you know, uh, costumes, cosplays, you know, mm -hmm. for this year, and it was just like the way they did a good job. Is this the one you posted to Facebook? I saw some I did, of it. Yeah, it is like the music is really fun. They have a whole series, not just of San Diego, but uh, but London. And it's like if you're wanting to see like all the great costumes and stuff, it's a, it's probably the most fun you you can have. And they're, yeah. it's so professionally made. It's mm -hmm. like slow, you know, slow, fast uh, camera angle, slow motion. And, you know, if somebody's holding a lightsaber... You know, they put in the special effect, you know, of the lightsaber, mm -hmm. you know, oh, and, cool. uh, and, you know, and they oh, also well. do like short films and, uh, and all these other, like, and they're all really well made and I'm just having a lot of fun going through their channel. Right. Yeah. I, I watched, uh, some of their older ones and their older ones aren't, aren't as good. Like last year's Comic-Con one isn't as good as this year's, but you could see that they are getting better and that's yeah, it's getting to watch. It's definitely getting more and more polished too. So going back, you know, it's like, oh, uh, it's not as good, but you can see that how great it is. And the costumes, you know, it's so fun because yeah. uh, because they can move, you know, and it's not just a picture of them. So. Very cool. Well, and what, so what was that again? That a sneaky zebra. Sneaky well, yeah, zebra. Okay. It, there's like, you could see tons of galleries, you know, it's like, oh, that's funny. Or, yeah. you know, sometimes there's a parade or something, but. Yeah, you this don't one see is the just... dragon wings fold out. Oh, that like... was so awesome! Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's just there, and and the way that they're all very choreographed. That's the best thing I can say. It's like, and they're just really quick, but you get what's going on, and it's uh, it's impressive and very fun. Very cool. cool. All right, Kidos, what's new on your tube? So what's new on my tube is actually in the real life tube, and that's Soylent. I don't know how many of you tube? guys. <laughs> So is it made from people? I think he's talking about well, his esophagus. Yeah. <laughs> made from people. No, it's um so it's made for people, by people, from people. <laughs> yeah, so I've I've been uh, I just got my, my packages of Soylent. Mm -hmm. So I'm actually gonna start it. I'm gonna do an entire month just cool. on Soylent and see how it goes. I'll write a blog and stuff. I actually just made a blog like right before this podcast, so so it's like um, a food supplement? Yeah. So, okay. It's the best way to think about it is you remember that scene from the Matrix where they're all sitting around and eating like breakfast? Ew, and, oatmeal. And, and, and well, <laughs> and well, Neo's asking, not. what yeah. is this? Right. And Dozer says, oh, it's everything the body needs. Yeah. That's basically what Soylent is. It's, so is that all you eat? No pizza? No. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. Well, it. it if I understand it, it's like a meal supplement. You don't have to always eat it, but it's yeah, like, exactly. it's like, let's say you're working late at night at work or whatever, you know, and you're like, Oh, I got to eat dinner, but it's getting in the way. You just like eat some soil and you're good. Yeah. Exactly. Pop, That's exactly. Pop these astronaut pills in and you're good to go. <laughs> well, it's not astronaut pills, but, um, and, and I actually tried, I, I, uh, I made some to try it before I start. Right. And, it's actually surprisingly awesome. It's a very um, neutral flavoring so that basically if you have it, you know, every day, it's not something you you'll get tired of. Okay. But I liked it because there was like a, a hint of like peanut butter and <laughs> very nice. And I like that the sweetness to it. It's cool. Very but cool. it's not too too sweet. I've definitely the looked into <laughs> Yeah. I've definitely yeah. wanted to look into that. It's a, it's a slightly pricier than if than like a normal 
food budget, but it, it's mm-hmm. probably worth it at the same time. So I'm, I'd, I'd like to do try it myself. Yeah. One day. I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I like trying all these different things. So I was like, you know what? I'll go for it and see what happens. Uh, see, I just like ice cream and hamburgers <laughs> and pizza too much, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Very Francisco. Nice well. Yes. Um, any show announcements? Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, sorry. What's what's been new with you and your tubes and all that? <laughs> uh, I recently found a podcast called well i found a couple podcasts but the one i'm going to recommend this time is called pop mockers and it's a clean comedy podcast where uh some usually three guys sometimes two because one of them is an actor and goes and does acting gigs so he doesn't he's not always on the show but um but they just they make fun of pop pop sort of culture and like things on facebook and I'm not describing the show so well, but I've I've found it. It's it's rare when I find a new podcast and I'll actually like play through all their old episodes. But I'm in the process of doing that because I'm enjoying their podcast wow. that much. Um, it's really funny if you're if you're a geek like me, like Paul. I think you'd enjoy it. So that's excuse me, <laughs> like me, just so what's me. What's it called? Pop mockers. P O P. Okay. Mockers. What'd you call me? I called you a Josh. <laughs> uh, so check them out. Um, they're on iTunes, Stitcher, what have you. And with that, let's move on to our uh, promotion of Upper Memory Block Podcast. Do you remember playing great PC games like King's Quest, Command & Conquer, and X-Wing? Do you remember spending hours tweaking your config sys and auto-exec bat files to eke out just one more K of conventional memory? If you do, then you may be interested in my show, The Upper Memory Block. Every two weeks, we talk in-depth about a game, game series, company, or technology from the DOS and pre-Windows XP gaming era. We'll discuss the story, gameplay, and technology of the games of the time. But more importantly, we're going to focus on what made each game special, interesting stories from their development, and how they shaped what PC gaming is today. If you remember gaming in the late 80s and early 90s, or you're interested in finding out more about it, come join your host Joe in The Upper Memory Block. That's the Upper Memory Block Podcast at umbcast.com, or find it on iTunes. Thank you, Joe. Now let's find out what people are saying about our show. Comsat Online. Receiving incoming transmission. Okay, so we actually have some feedback, which is always awesome. I mean, thank you to everyone who posted their memories and uh, thoughts about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and that's awesome. But to get feedback just in general about the show is also great, too. And Paul will tell you a myriad of ways to do that. But first, let's get to uh, this. First, uh, an apology on my part. In the last episode... (laughs) A retraction? No, not... made it this far without one. Not a retraction. (laughs) But oh, our okay. last episode on Angels in the Outfield, RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 42, um, I totally botched uh, including comments from Sharon Powers, who's uh, Josh's wife. Uh, oh, you're in trouble. Sydney Abernathy, who's a friend of Christie's, and Julie Larkin, who's a friend of me and Christie's. So thank you so much for your comments. I, I already reached out to them and told them, so sorry that I didn't include this. And they're, they're very gracious about it. They're like, oh, no worries. 
Um, but I wanted to apologize publicly for that. Um, and speaking of uh, Sharon Powers, she wrote on our Facebook wall this awesome dedication to my wife, Christy, uh, regarding their kinship over what they consider the absurdity of Mel Gibson and Jodie Foster's kissing technique in the movie Maverick, Maverick, which we covered in episode 38. Um, it's a really lengthy comment, so I'm not going to read it all, but uh, it is really awesome that she that we had this sort of inter-community conversation happening. It wasn't, it wasn't like just to me or just to Paul or to the jo- show in general. It was to to a, a guest host. So that was really cool. Um, then new listener, I assume you're new, Eric Michael, uh, but if you've been listening for a long time, I apologize. I did not know that, but uh, he sent me a Facebook message saying that the last Starfighter episode was only playing, playing 45 seconds. And I'm like, what? Why is this happening? So I go and look at it and it was playing our promo that, that other podcast will play is playing that because when I changed the site theme earlier this year, I was using the last Starfire episode as a test. And so that I wasn't throwing off our stats, I was using the promo file and I completely forgot to change it in the aftermath. So all this time, about six, seven months, if you've been trying to listen to the last Starfire episode, I'm sorry. (laughs) It is fixed now. So please, you can go to uh, RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 24, and you can listen to the Starfire episode that featured me, Paul, and Paul and Josh's mom, Deb Powers. Wow. Was- <laughs> <laughs> you hear that, Slimes? I'm fame. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm only human. So thank you so much, Eric. And he also left a Facebook comment on one of our older uh, posts, where I asked about any um, feedback for possible names for fans of the show. And he left the suggestion of uh, retroids, which I thought was a fun suggestion. So Yeah, like graboids. <laughs> sure, yeah, like graboids. <laughs> Regardless, thank you, Eric, for first alerting us to the Broken Starfire episode and for the name suggestion. I think when we get about five name suggestions, we're hovering about three right now, we'll do a new poll and make it official. So that's all the feedback we got. Thank you so much. And now I want to move on to thanking our lovely roundtable panel here. First, thank you, Kithos, for being on the show. Even even though it was outside your gaming element, it was, <laughs> You're <very welcome. laughs> it was awesome to have you. Do you have Thanks. anything to promote? Say how you're cooking people to eat them and soylents <laughs> and you're blogging about it. Yeah, uh, I I literally just started this blog. Yeah, but it's, yeah, what is it? It's uh, it's let me get the link. Okay. And while you're getting the link, well, what's maybe, your Twitter yeah. handle? <laughs> oh, uh, it's at uh, Cool Deluxe Q O O L D E L U X X. Cool. And did you have the link for your Soylent? It's uh, called SoylentLifestyle.blogspot.com. All righty, wow. thank you. Josh, thank you for returning to the show once again and lending your voice and vast knowledge of movies to the episode. (laughs) Well, thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. Is there anything you would like to promote? Uh, You can find me at, um, on Twitter at Joshua powers. 
sometimes I post funny things. Sometimes not so funny. <laughs> I guess you'll you can be the decision of that. Cool. Or make the decision. And have uh, you and, and Jordan made any new riff tracks? No, <laughs> oh, not. But we're 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 trying to work on something right now. It's a matter of scheduling right uh-huh. now. But uh, we're we're that's in the pipeline. I should say. Yeah, okay. that Batman Superman cool. movie won't come out fast enough. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I, I guess that's good. <laughs> well, what's not what's new on YouTube? How can people get in touch with you? And do you have do you have anything to promote? Thanks so much for asking. The budget on this movie <laughs> was $13.5 million, and it grossed to over $200 million worldwide. Oh, well, in that case... Yeah. <laughs> did I miss that before, or did you just forget to say that? Both. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, people could contact me at... Um, maybe I'll say after the episode, because I forgot that, too. No, pauljpowers.com. Of course. <laughs> of course. You can find me at Paul J. Powers on Twitter. Very good. And thank you, Paul, for, as always, being an awesome co-host. Of course. I'm always awesome. (laughs) Paul made a funny. (laughs) 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 And you can find me on Twitter. I'm at FXRUIZX. And if you'd like to get in touch with me for uh, podcast cover art design or website design, I'm a freelance web and graphic designer so let me know and i'd Can be you happy guarantee to guarantee that when you upgrade their website that you won't replace their their content with a 45 second <laughs> uh audio clip <laughs> instead of the main show i guarantee all right leatherhead <laughs> <laughs> and but most of all what are show announcements <laughs> <laughs> Well, I will tell you because you asked. Um, We are, if you listened to the last episode, we are getting you, the listeners, feedback on what movies we are going to cover in the future. So after episode 50, we want to know what movies you'd like to see us do. So if you want to help rank, vote up and vote down the movies that we have uh, currently in the hopper, go to retrorewindpodcast.com slash cast your vote. Spelled like you would think, but all one word. Um, and definitely like check that you out. Would think <laughs> all one word. It's not part of it. Anyway, so yeah, we'd love to get. We'd love to know what you'd like us to do. Currently, if I go there, let me find out what's up there. So currently, the top three movies that are up for us to do come episode fifty-one are The Wizard with Fred Savage. Ernest goes to camp and the secret of Nim. So if you want to goes to camp, is that with Ernie from the second Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Well, he's also in the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Well, yeah, as a costumed yeah. turtle. Um, no, this would be Ernest um, P. Worrell. P. Worrell, yeah. Where's the uh, gaming <laughs> list? <laughs> so because gaming is so hard, it takes a lot more time to prep. We are mm-hmm. not having a gaming list. Uh, we are. Paul and uh, Kitos and myself are still going to be the overlords of the games we cover. Uh, but yeah, for all your base are belong to exactly. us. Exactly. <laughs> but we'd love to get your input for movies. Uh, with that, Paul, what are we going what are we going to be doing next time? Next time we will be rewinding back to the year 1989 for the 25th anniversary of the movie Uncle 
fuck. Um, no, no, I don't think so. I think we're going <laughs> to do it. <laughs> then let's watch Batman. That was in 1989. Oh. I think we're going to do Beverly Hills Ninja in honor of August in Ninja Month. Oh, well, that's oh. fun, too, because oh. we're doing Turtles. And the next one is Beverly Hills Ninjas. Is that with the, the Farley dude, right? It is, yes. All right. What's that other ninja movie? Surf uh, Ninjas? No. Three ninjas. Three ninjas. Three ninjas. Three ninjas. Yeah. Knuckle yeah. up at Magic Mountain. <laughs> yeah, but until then, we would love if you would share the show with your friends or support us or go to our webpage and give us a lot of trouble. RetroRewindPodcast.com. You can click around on all the links, see if any of them are broken or, or playing 45-second <laughs> stuff. But there's all there's things like support and social and contact and movie hopper ranker thingy. Cast your vote. Oh, yeah. Castyourvote.com. No, that's not it. <laughs> RetroRewindPodcast.com. Thank you, Paul. Uh, and welcome, mo- Francisco. Also, if you want to find us, you can uh, go to Retro-Days. That's D-A-Z-E dot O-R-G. We're listed among their podcasts. And if you have you came from Retro Days, thank you so much. I uh, hope you're enjoying the show. And most of all, I want to thank you, the listener, for... You're welcome. Well, yeah, I know you listen, Paul. I listen. I believe Josh and Kidos also listen. Um, huh? Whether you're... Whether you listen to us on your commute to work or doing chores or working out, we really appreciate having you as a listener. Whether you stream us, download us, just listening to us shows a lot of support. And thank you so much. Uh, Please share the show with your friends. And like a Pokemon, we'll catch you later on the next episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast. Retro Rewind Mission Complete. Proceed to Nap Point Omega and return to base. So if the turtles evolve like Pokemon, would they be like the new movie coming out? Ah, nice. Cowabunga! Cowabunga. Wow. Time to switch to decap, April. (laughs) (laughs) You two made a funny.